1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Rangers and Motherwell were meant to be kicking off right now, but that game has been postponed until 8 o'clock. Neil Lennon's happy with the test they faced against Paris Saint-Germain despite a 4-0 defeat yesterday. And there's no positive COVID-19 test results for the Scottish Premiership players and staff for the second week running. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Mark Weedy. Yeah, we should have been getting ready for uh, Rangers Motherwell 6 o'clock uh kick-off Andrew is going to take care of our hopefully but it's delayed until 8 o'clock the most important thing is that the game uh, goes ahead and it's a chance for Stephen Gerrard and Stephen Robinson to give their, their squad um, a, you know, a much-needed run-out ahead of the big kick-off 10 days um, from now from Celtic just be getting back from, from France um, good to get games under the belt not a good result last night for Celtic but when you play PSG um, on their own patch there is a potential that they can cause a bit of damage and that's what happened and down south good as well it's all hotting up in terms of the Champions League um, Man United important game uh, tonight against uh, West Ham at the bottom of the table it's really interesting after Aston Villa getting that result and down the road too in the Championship it will be settled um, tonight and I just hope that uh, personally I hope that Wigan Managed to get a result tonight and, and stay up in that 12 points Even if it does come into play It doesn't mean they get relegated Because they do not deserve to go down Well Rangers fans and Motherwell fans We were going to ask you to watch the game along with us And, and tell you uh, tell us your thoughts on uh, what you uh, thought was going on Between Rangers and Motherwell tonight That has been postponed But it means that we can use it as a preview to that game tonight Any players you want to see playing Tonight for your team Anything in particular you think ahead of that game Celtic fans as well Of course that game against PSG last night A 4-0 defeat Is there anything you learned from that Make sure to get in touch 0141 951 1025 I will go into the reasons why uh, That game has been postponed I was sat through in the office I I knew something was up though I knew something was up Because I was waiting for the team news to come in And normally it's an hour before kick-off The team news goes up on Twitter can have a look at it start seeing you know anyone specifically that's out that you thought might be starting a few talking points in there an hour before there was still no teams I thought okay it's a pre-season friendly it might not be going by the same the same sort of schedule quarter past still no teams half past still no teams at that point I thought right there's there's definitely something up here and then uh, about 15 minutes ago a, a tweet went up from both Rangers and Motherwell and it said tonight's friendly between Rangers and Motherwell has been postponed until 8pm both clubs are waiting delayed. for the outcome I, I would say yeah, the best uh, delayed. Delayed because postponed so I would say just in case anybody's listening and think that you know they can't switch their tail on I think it's still going on the telly so the kick-off's been delayed by two hours Yeah, delayed by two hours Both clubs are waiting for the outcome of some COVID-19 tests Which they expect to arrive before the new kick-off time it, It's an interesting one because a, a, a similar thing happened earlier on in the week I think it was Ross County and, and Hibs, Hibs yeah. were playing each other And I think it was Hibs that mm-hmm. um, late on realised that they, they didn't have a, a, a test result They couldn't take part in the game it was frustrating for all because you know you go to the effort of setting it up doing the travel you're sorted and you're there that that game couldn't go ahead they're hoping that this game is going to go ahead at eight o'clock but it's good that this stuff is happening now Uh while it's still pre-season friendly matches instead of next week (laughs) no absolutely you don't want it to be happening a week on saturday a week on sunday a week on monday um yeah you know you referred uh, to the the hibs ross county game and ross Counting in particular were, were livid about it. They believed they were the the the, the more of the kind of injured party, um, if you like, in terms of the the prep um, for that and, and what happened. They had a go at Hibs, 
um, about it um, tonight. It would just be important for, as we said, for Stephen Gerrard and Stephen Robinson to get players some game time to get into as much of a, of a, of a rhythm as they can, impossible uh, as possible ahead of of next weekend. So they certainly wouldn't want the game, I and mean, it's not a major problem for the kick off delayed to us as long as they get ninety minutes um, under their belts. Cause it's getting to that stage now. There's not a lot of room. For either preparation time, um, we've only got ten days to go. And you're right, Andrew. Any kind of teething problems, any things, or you know, maybe the administrators behind the scenes at, at different clubs, just wee things that they've just got to uh, to pick up. So yeah, if there's if there's problems, uh, every manager, every supporter, um, everybody in the game, I think, well, let's let's have them just now rather than. Uh, um, 10 days from now when the real stuff is, is up and running well, We do have an update for you already A tweet from Motherwell has just gone online there It says we have received our COVID-19 test results All of our players and staff have tested negative We are now travelling to Ibrox ahead of the planned 8pm kickoff As we await confirmation of Rangers negative test results So the fact they hadn't even travelled to Ibrox yet Means yeah. that you know they, they probably knew about this earlier on And, and oh. were hoping to get them last minute So that they could still make right. the 6 o'clock kickoff. But it is about safety You know, uh-huh. We can't have a player out there in a, in a pre-season friendly that is tested positive for well, coronavirus because the knock-on effect of that would be massive you can't have anybody with, with either club you know it's backroom staff you know security staff administrators boardroom members whatever it may be you can't have anybody um, entering into another um, place of work or you know, if you're inviting somebody you're doing as in case of Rangers with, with mother then you need to be uh, all clear as well so you're right it's safety and that's the thing about this you know, it only takes one out of you know 20 or 30 people and all of a sudden a, a, a problem exists. But hopefully Rangers will be fine too. Motherwell have all got a clean bill of health. So just waiting for the thumbs up from, from Rangers and we're not anticipating any problems. Yeah, there was some positive news in that regard uh, earlier on today as well. I think it's it's, it's mostly every Wednesday that we've been getting the, the test results through from mm. the Scottish FA and the SPFL, their joint response group, because obviously the, the, the testing at the moment is... Um, done on a regular basis for teams to make sure that, that everyone is safe and well and uh, so Scottish football has registered no new cases of COVID-19 for the second week running so that goes back to the tests between Monday July the 13th and Sunday July the 19th where there was no positive tests recorded 789 Scottish Premiership players and staff tested uh, between those two dates so that is three weeks worth of testing we've had so far and there has only been one positive test which was in the first week it was an unnamed Aberdeen player at that point who has gone away they've isolated they are now back training with uh, the team as well so it is looking positive in that regard that you know there hasn't been a a spike in terms of premiership clubs and it looks as if if it continues in the same form there won't be any disruption going into the the first week of the season No it's been good as you say it has all been positive Um, you know what I'd like to see now Andrew, and I know it's not going to happen in the, in the opening weekend of the season. Well, at least I, I don't think it's going to happen. But we do need to get supporters into the grounds as, as quickly as possible. As I've said, you know, you probably seven of our 12 top flight clubs probably, you know, pretty much get, get 4,000 or less at their home games unless Celtic Arenas are coming to town. Um, so there is a way of, of accommodating that, you know, because most of them have stadiums of 8, 9, 10, 12, 14,000 people. So you can get them. I know it's different for Celtic and Rangers because they operate at full houses. Um, but again, you could like you know get get ten thousand in it at, at Ibrox, fifteen thousand in it at Celtic Park, something along those lines. So you need to get that um, up and running as quickly as possible. Because if you if, if every other part of society starts to move, you, you, you're allowed to go shopping, you're allowed to go to a restaurant, you're allowed to go to the cinema. Um, you know, then why not? Why not get into football? You're in an outdoor environment. You're sitting out in the fresh air. You can go with your mask on. 
You tell supports to play to, to space out. You've got stewards there to keep them all right. Then you know, really, that that I don't. Th- I think you know, we need to get supporters back into the ground. And I know the SFA are saying looking at it for um, for the game against Israel, the start of September. But for me, um, why not quicker than that? Why not into a domestic game at some point next month? 01419511025 Rangers fans Motherwell fans Any thoughts you've got Ahead of this game Tonight that we are hoping Is going to go ahead At 8 o'clock Of course it has been uh, Delayed at the moment Because both teams Are waiting on test results Motherwell They have theirs back Negative across the board For them We're still waiting On an update From Rangers as well But 01419511025 Is the number You were touching on that Mark about the this sort of test, this pilot game that Scotland, the national team, are, are are targeting at the start of September, September fourth. I'm sure it is against Israel. One thing Ian Maxwell was saying yesterday is, you know, what what works for Hamden doesn't work for Celtic Park, doesn't work for Ibrox, doesn't work for Fir Park. Every single team it looks as it looks as if they're going to have a need to have a home game to you know have these pilot runs and these test runs. So as you say, obviously the the quicker the better because it means we'll yeah. get we'll get uh, fans in, but it is. You know, safety is paramount, of course. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. But, you, but at some point, you've got to try these things. Just like society have been allowed to start moving over the past couple of weeks after being in lockdown for for the best part of four months. So, at some point, you've got to try. You've got to put a bit of trust back in the hands of the football supporters. It'll be safe. It's like saying, you know, you're not saying you know you've got a ten thousand seater stadium and you're letting ten thousand people in. But you want supporters to get to get back in because a lot of them have paid for their season tickets. You want to give them proper value. And B, as we know. Match the income is so important to Tolacob, just as it is to, to every industry out there, to every shop owner, business owner. So, yeah, I know the government, you, you, you've got to follow their guidelines and, and they've got the experts beside them, so I get that. But at some point, we need to allow it to happen. And I think, you know, as I say, if you're allowing most other industries and walks of life to start moving again, then what's wrong with football? It's an outdoor sport. You, you're out in the fresh air, we get the masks. All that kind of thing Then you know I don't see why It should be delayed For much longer We saw it last night In the PSG Celtic game I know it's You know Different countries Are at different stages But you know We we saw the way it worked Where there was A a very limited crowd in And it is just important For these clubs to work out Because there'll be things That crop up here That they wouldn't even Have thought about beforehand But you know How how they funnel supporters In and out the the turnstiles Safely How you know, they give them access to the toilets safely mm-hmm. as well. There's a lot of questions that will need to be raised and answered throughout this process before there is time where we can say, right, now we can start letting in whether it is 10%, 25% of fans into games. Mm-hmm. I just just allow some kind of movement into the ground because it enhances the atmosphere for the players. It gives your season ticket holders, um, starts to give them the proper value for money you don't forget a lot of shelled out lots and lots of money at a difficult time um, to, to, to back their team and uh, you know it can allow a bit of income that might well be that you know you're not allowed to buy a pie and a bovro or, or whatever it may be you're actually just getting into the game 90 minutes boom you're in, you're in and out but still every wee bit help because the goal is you want to get back as quickly as possible to allowing every supporter that wants to get into your ground to support your team giving them that opportunity to do so yeah, we'll keep you updated when those Rangers test results come in for that game that we're hopefully uh, going to have at 8 o'clock tonight. We'll look at the actual game as well because it's something we were going to to talk about on air tonight. And it is a bit of a strange phenomenon this season that normally it would it would be odd if you played a team from your own division in a pre-season yeah. friendly. And it's, it's had yeah. to become the norm now. But it seems to be working quite well for teams because you're coming... It's, it's, 
it's the perfect environment really because you're coming up against the standard of team that you will be playing this season and it's also behind closed doors as well so you can just create the environment that you are going to have certainly on the first weekend of the season and probably the next few as well ah, I mean it's 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 not the ideal situation but it's better than nothing it's allowing a, a manager to go and try different things it's allowing him to assess his players um, you know you can, you can probably um, you know be a wee bit ambitious with one or two things you try maybe rather than trying them in front of of supporters so you know it's, it's private what you kind of do and um, you know so listen it's not ideal but it's it's more than decent you know it's better than where we were a month ago six weeks ago two months ago we're back up and running we're nearly there we're nearly at the uh, at the start of it all for the kickoff to, to the, the the Premiership a week on Saturday so yeah there's been we've got a long way to go but there's been good progress made 01419511025 is the number you need. It's the number Jeffrey and Giffnick has dialed. Jeffrey, what's your point tonight? Good evening, gentlemen. Um, my point is that um, I heard that the game's been put back to eight o'clock with this COVID testing business. Now, what's going to happen through the season if this happens quite regularly? Right now, my other point is. Um, I still to this day don't understand why the Aberdeen game um, was put back from half past five to lunchtime because people would probably have arranged thing to do things on a Saturday lunchtime to get back to watch the football on the month the, on the on the evening the, that evening um, and you're also talking about Scotland playing Israel. I'm not sure if you're aware that there is. Covid problems in Israel just now, um, and games in Israel are, are not being played just now because of the the amount of people that have got the the virus. Mm. Uh, well, on, on your your first point, uh, Jeffrey, uh, Sky TV asked for the the kickoff to be brought forward five hours. I don't know the exact ins and outs. Maybe they didn't want to go head to head with FA Cup final or, or, or whatever it may be yeah, but, I think that but, sounds like the, the sensible yeah. one yeah, the fact, which, just in terms of fine, viewership yeah. in terms of people making plans Jeffrey well just you know I'm sure I just because it was just one minute it's at half past five and the next minute it's half past twelve Aye. I, can, I, can sort of, I can see where you're coming from if they announced it on Friday night the night before the game but they've given you know almost two weeks uh, notice so I think it's it's fine and just the sooner you get to see your team in competitive action the better when you're an Aberdeen fan or a Rangers fan, yeah. it's a massive game, and uh, you know, no. I, I much prefer the half twelve kickoff. I think it's you're talking about, you know, interrupting your day or plans you might make. I think it's better to have it yeah. uh, at that time than have it, you know, at half past five. So I think it's actually worked uh, very well. In terms of the the other point about um, Israel, I'm not aware of the the COVID situation in Israel, but there's there's still you know five or six weeks to that game uh, gets played, so a, a lot can can happen between now and then. And going back to Jeffrey's original point where he was talking about, you know, what what if, you know, these delays happen when the season starts? I suppose this is what this period yeah. is for, is for clubs to work out, right, when do our testing days need mm. to be? How long does it take to get the results back? So that they know for certain going mm. into the first week of the season, right, okay, this is the exact schedule we need to have going into this game to make sure that, you know, there is no hiccups. Well, aye, absolutely. I mean, we've, we've got a hiccup tonight and it's just a small hiccup. It's a delay by... by by two years, albeit the game has been televised on, on, on uh, live on uh, Premier Sports. Um, but uh, you're right, Andrew. If anything goes wrong, you get it just now. You get to know the wee, wee problems that you might face. It's but everybody 
working together, all the, 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 the response groups that's involved in the SFA and the SPFL, all the clubs, all the administrators, all the medical staff, everybody. So if, if there are wee things that go wrong, such as tonight, such as Hibsby Ross County the weekend, that, that it happens now, because what you don't want is, you know, it, it would be an embarrassment for Scottish football if come lunchtime on Saturday, a week on Saturday, the big kickoff to the season, Aberdeen v Rangers at Petodio, but there's no fans in the ground, but it's still a massive game, a great game to kick off the new season with. And, and there's a problem there. So if there's any problems, get them there now. Right, Mark, can I just come back on the question of crowds? Uh-huh. When and if it, it all comes back and they're only limiting people into the stadium and people have got season tickets, don't you think that's going to be a problem amongst all the supporters if, if, if there's going to be ballots into stadiums? Um, um, I don't know how this is all going to work but I think uh, it's going to create a lot of problems now if you've got a family of four right I know you only get two tickets it's just going to create problems I would rather wait for, until it's feasible right to, to get the stadiums back full no, but that's not going to happen Jeffrey it'll, it'll need to be a phased introduction and if you're talking about a family a four there, so, and I know what you mean, but from from what I understand, you know, the likes at Celtic and Rangers who have got the, the, the you know the huge season ticket numbers. If you are a family, you'll be kind of given priority to get, so make sure that you all get in together. You can all sit together, so there's no problem that way when you're coming. If you're all coming from the one um, household, so actually I think that they would be given priority. I don't think they, they would be split up. It would be a problem if you know the other season ticket, or if you know that some people are getting, some aren't. But you've signed up for it. You've paid your money. It's difficult circumstances. It's not ideal, but certainly um, Rangers and and Celtic that they, they can't wait until everybody's given the all clear because Rangers might not be able to get fifty thousand inside the ground and Celtic sixty thousand this side of the year. So you can't wait. So you're better getting five or ten or fifteen thousand in um, Jeffrey than, than getting nobody in at all. Yeah, there's no way they're going to turn down the chance of having no. even even if it was five percent if they can get any. Number of fans in the ground from the earliest possible point. There's no way they'll they'll turn it down. No, absolutely, no. They've got to. They, they, you've got to. You've got to allow them in. You've got to. Like we're saying with society, you, you've got to start moving at some point, and it will be small snaps. You're not just going to go from zero to fifty thousand, and and you know, and and one game. It'll be phased, and the sooner that phase starts moving, the better. And like I said at the top of the program, Jeffrey. For 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 me, you know, I, I don't see why there should be a delay for much longer. I think the fans should be allowed to get back in as quickly as possible. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five is the number you need. The perfect time to get in touch. We could be speaking to you after the travel with Aaron. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Guidi here with me Andrew McLean on the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard if you're just joining us uh, you won't have heard the news that the pre-season friendly between Rangers and Motherwell tonight that was meant to start at 6 o'clock has been delayed until 8 o'clock that's because both teams were waiting on COVID-19 test results that they hadn't got through yet we've had an update from Motherwell so far they've received their test results and they say all their players and staff have tested negative they're on their way to Ibrox now for a planned 8 o'clock kickoff. still waiting on an update from Rangers to see whether that game is definitely going to go ahead but 8 o'clock is the New provisional kickoff time for that one Should all the testing go to plan on Rangers part It was of course the, the game we were going to be talking about on air Because it was meant to kick off at 6 o'clock mark But we can look forward to it and, and preview it now 
One thing that's maybe interesting about this game is Rangers' last two pre-season friendlies against Lyon, against yeah. Nice, they were the type of games that we saw Rangers play in the Europa League, that we've seen them play in the Europa League the mm-hmm. past couple of seasons where... You know the teams weren't sort of sitting in against them. Rangers were were able to to hit on the counter attack. They were able to to open up and score goals. This test against Motherwell will be more of the test that I think Rangers fans will maybe be interested in because they were the type of games. Maybe not Motherwell specifically, but but some teams last season, if they came to Ibrox and sat in, that that Rangers yeah. would struggle. Yeah, you know, particularly you know after the uh, the winter break, that was you know the reason why uh, Rangers. Slipped away in, in the league race out the, out the Scottish Cup That they c- just couldn't quite Master how to To break them down Maybe our teams re- Read how Rangers Going to play and that, that might lead to You know for domestic games Stephen Gerrard Tinkering his system A, a, a Celtic Realised that they, they had to do something During the, the, the winter break Because Rangers had, had had the measure Of them And, and they decided to go With, with two um, Up top um, And changed it And it worked So you know Maybe Stephen Gerrard will, will, will look to change it Maybe look at going to a four Two, three, one. You know, rather he was quite keen in the four, uh, three, three for most games. So yeah, you're right. But you know, they have had two really good results uh, in Europe. You know, coming away with that, I think um, you know it's still early days. But looking at at Hadji, he's now there permanently. You know, there's no debate um, about what's happening with him. He's there. He stays here to make a a contribution over the next twelve months. So it's a, a really important season for Rangers and. Uh, I think he, he can be a real guy that just about what you're talking about there can really help unlock things because he's got that wee bit of magic. We've talked about locker, you know, with the, mm-hmm. the final pass, you know, a pass to, to play in Morelos or to play in Defoe or somebody in a wide, one of the fullbacks, Barisic or, or Tavernier or whatever. He, he's got that in his locker and that's going to be so important against packed defences that Rangers are going to face week in, week out. We've talked a lot about what games will look like behind closed doors and whether they'll benefit teams, whether they won't. But is there maybe a, a point for Rangers that you look at it that. At home sometimes I think James Tavernier Even admitted it at one point He said You know When teams got on their face In, in games like that They, they felt the pressure uh-huh. And it, it was a comment That was in a match day programme Didn't yeah. go down too well With some Rangers fans Is uh-huh. there maybe an argument To say that Playing at Ibrooks In a more relaxed atmosphere With no fans Potentially getting On Rangers backs It, it could Play to their advantage maybe Well it could do I mean You know um, But what I would say That is that might be the case And, and hopefully there's no Too many closed door games mm-hmm. But if their first Two or three home games Are behind closed doors I can see the point I know what you're saying But the way I would look at that Andrew is If you can't handle The pressure of playing In front of 50,000 people And you know that they're, they're, You know that If they're not happy What they see They'll let you know In a constructive way Then you shouldn't be playing For Rangers That's the way I would look at it If you're more comfortable playing in, in behind closed doors because there's no fans on your back, then you're at the wrong club, you know. And that's what you've got to be. You look at all the successful Rangers teams or the successful Celtic team that, that's happened just now. You've got to thrive in that pressure. You've got to be itching to go. That's where the opposition should feel intimidated at running. You know, it's not meant to intimidate you. So you shouldn't be playing there, and you certainly shouldn't be the captain of Rangers if you can't handle playing in front of fifty thousand people. You maybe could have guessed what the Rangers starting lineup was going to look like tonight because they had actually played another game today. It was the, the B team, the Rangers B team, which is now managed by Kevin Thompson. They played in a bounce game earlier on today against quite a strong Dundee United side at uh, the Hummel Training Centre. Um, you know, for Rangers, there were still the likes of Greg Stewart, Jordan Jones, Ross McCrory, Greg Doherty were in that side, along with quite a few academy pro- uh, prospects as well. It finished 4 1 to Dundee United that game. Nicky Clark, Lauren Shanklin, Callum Butcher, and Dylan Powers. But in terms of that game, you know, a, a good run out for both sides. Stephen Gerrard will be encouraged that he's able yeah. to get 
players that are on the fringes of the team you know a full 90 minutes against a premiership opposition as well yeah I mean again like all these games uh, Andrew good for, for both parties you know so if likes of the boys and they're going to be playing um, tonight featuring against Motherwell it means they've got a big squad so you know the likes of Greg Doherty and, and the guys that you mentioned Greg Stewart so it's a chance to give them a run out it's a chance I'm sure Stephen Jenner would have would have been at the game watching it and assessing um, his players with his with his other staff uh, and for Dundee United they've got a new manager in and, and, and Mickey Merlin so going with the just with the goal scores that you mentioned there they've obviously had a, one of their strongest um, starting lineups up too they, they kick off a week on uh, Saturday um, against St Johnston um, so yeah uh, you can understand that it's been that kind of game today albeit again behind closed doors at the training centre but perfect for both clubs Just some news on Dundee United today while we're talking about them Stevie Frail has left his uh, role with the Northern Irish FA he was the under 17 under 19's manager there as well he's left he will join Dundee United as their assistant manager to Mickey Mellon for the upcoming season but but going back to that game you know the, the guys I mentioned the likes of Greg Stewart Jordan Jones Ross McCrory Greg Doherty guys who you know would hope to be in that Rangers first team is that maybe a bit you know with, with a week and a half to go until the season do you think they'll maybe see that as a bit of a kick up the backside you know we're now in the, the B team this is where we're seen I know, I know it is a bounce game and it is a friendly yeah. but if they're thinking right if I'm not being selected for this game against Mullerwell tonight then you know maybe I've got a, a real bit of work to do to, to try and trouble that starting eleven. Yeah, it could well be. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say, you know, if you're seeing a kick up the backside, that, that suggests that they're maybe not being given their all for, for whatever reason. It might just be that at the moment, they're just not quite good enough to get in the starting 11. That doesn't mean to say that they're not being given 100%. And I, and I know a couple of the boys that you're talking about, and I'm sure uh, they will be. So that then comes to a decision uh, for them to make, not in terms of, because it's not their decision whether they stay or leave the club. That's down to the, the manager. But it gives them a, de- a decision as in, do I want to push to get away? on loan or do I want to stay because so and so's ahead of me in the queue just now but I think eventually I can get the better of him I'm going to impress the manager so that there's different reasons why and ultimately it comes down to the player um, to make the, the first move or uh, if they don't want to make that move the club will make it for him as in Stephen General Collins say listen you're definitely part of my plan you've got to be a bit more patient and I want you to improve on this that and the next thing and it's up to you or he says you know what you're not for me Um not because you're a, you're a bad pro you're not a good player just I don't think you're going to fit in my plans and I would rather you went out and loan for the first half of the season then we can review it again in January because as we've seen with Rangers how important the run in is from January to May and particularly this season where games are just going to come thick and fast there's going to be absolutely no respite at all for any players or, or, or management um, this season particularly if you're an international player so different reasons for what's happening but for those four boys that you singled out there Andrew for them they'd have much rather have played today against the United than maybe be in the bench against Motherwell tonight and not see any action at all 01419511025 if you want to get involved of course Celtic played last night a 4-0 defeat to Paris Saint-Germain Mbappe Neymar Herrera and Sarabia bagging the goals market it could have been a lot worse We were, I was standing in the studio with uh, Gordon DL yeah. it was the fact the goal went in in the first minute and at that point you thought oh dear <laughs> this, this could be a real long night for Celtic but you know, to be fair to Celtic, they after that de- defended it a lot better than they did for for the opening goal. It was still four, but you know, a, a side full of quality in Paris Saint Germain. Yeah, I, I, funny, I was out in the the, the car uh, last night and I heard you and um, Daz on, and when, when I heard that you know one up Mbappe, I thought, oh, this could be a, this could be a sore one uh, for Celtic. So four's sore enough. It's it's not you know, it's not an, an annihilation, but it's 
he certainly wouldn't want it to be any um, sore than that. And you've, as I said at the top of the show, when you go to to play PSG on their own turf and and your your Neymar's and your Mbappe's and all these guys are playing, there is a potential for it to be um, a really sore one. But you you move on from it. You get the ninety minutes under your belt, and um, you know it's all about the preparation, being ready for uh, a week in Sunday against Hamilton when the real stuff um, starts. But uh, you know, probably Neil Lennon would have learned one or two things just speaking to a couple of people today that watched the game and just, you know, where's Christopher Ayer's head um, at the moment, you know, is he fully committed? Does he want to go? Has he got move? And he said, I think that's a situation that needs to get sorted out sooner rather than later. And again, the goalkeeping situation for Celtic, it needs to be addressed. You know, there will be work going on behind the scenes, but you need to turn that work into actually getting something concrete um, over the line Well it's going to be Fraser Foster Or, or, or someone else That'll be uh, Up to the club um, To go and sort that out But the goalkeeping um, Situation Is vital And Like I said Never underestimate How important a goalkeeper um, Is to You know He's he's Just as important as a 20, 20 goal uh, A season striker 01419511025 John is a Celtic fan In Greenock John what are your thoughts tonight? It's about uh, The Celtic In uh, France I don't know what uh, Neil got out of it, but I know what I know what I got out of it. Embarrassment. Now, we started off last night once again, a minute down, I, I go, schoolboy errors. There's about four or five guys in that team just now, just ain't got it. The keeper, all right, the keeper's been put in because of, of the lost Foster. But the boy, uh, is it Taylor? Taylor, there's another one. Too late, too wee, I don't think he's going to make it. Aya, I would, I would sell Aya tonight. There's no way we're going to get 20 million for that big boy. No way in this world. We'll get 20 million for a year. Every day, it's a steal of century. Uh, Born Golly is another one. Uh, they're getting paid a lot of money. He's four or five guys I mentioned. But we'll go on to another guy that's got half score free every time. As I call him R.I. Uh, R.I. Uh, what is that? It's a P. We're going to let Peter I call him. It's just a year of... He gets away scot-free. He's been away for the last two or three seasons. Now, he's just after getting rid of five guys there. Took him off the race, but over 100 grand a week. No, a season. A week. Now, it's a, a week and a half to go before the season. I've not got a keeper. Now, this is one of the important, important uh, seasons in Celtic's history. It's 10 in a row. It's 10 in a row. That's the Holy Grail, as we call it. Now, Celtic fans are rolled in there. I'm one of them. I've got four season tickets. Uh, 50,000 is paid a lot of money. You know what? Uh, the world's upside down just now. Guys not get jobs and other people not here because of this COVID. Now, there's 17,000 on the way list. We're back to this team to the hill. Now, I'm never off this internet and that to see who we're signing. We're going for guys that they can't get a game for other teams and we're going to be taking them. Now, we need a, a new, new goalkeeper and another centre half and uh, I would say another striker. As I say, Peter's. Peter's after getting 50,000 guys paying 500 pounds a head, he's getting millions over there. Millions. Getting into that, into that park. And we can't get a keeper. As I said last night, we go, we, go, we go to France. It was embarrassing. Embarrassed. All right, they're both class. PSG. But as I say, we've lost them five guys. We're worse off with the last season. That's my point tonight, mate. Well, Mark, I think what John's alluding to there is I think people have called it the sort of biscuit tin mentality that sometimes gets thrown at Celtic. The fact that, you know, they, they bring in a lot of money but maybe don't spend as much. But you look at the model, it, it has worked for Celtic. They've won countless amounts of trophies after the last few seasons. John might want Celtic to spend more, but mm-hmm. is there any point in Celtic throwing loads, millions and millions of money at it when, you know, 
it has been a, a shown success over the past few years the way yeah, the business you, models run yeah but the, the success is great and the success has been there Andrew but it counts for nothing come a week on Sunday when the, when the season kicks off and Celtic have to get a goalkeeper bottom line and you know you need to spend as much as you can without busting the bank and we know times are difficult in the financial uncertainty but, but as John's said there there's still plenty of money coming in uh, for season tickets all there's, there's match day revenue down and different sources um, of income but yeah the, 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 the squad is weaker at the moment than what it was on, on when you know before Covid so yeah you've got to go and strengthen that. a goalkeeper absolutely as a priority all I would say just now is there will be work going on behind the scenes I don't think tonight's the time to judge Peter Lawwell or, or anybody else but come you know kick off time next Sunday then yeah you know at the very least every Celtic player and I'm sure Neil sorry every Celtic supporter and I'm sure Neil Lennon too will at the very least want a proper number one goalkeeper in John I know the transfer window is open until I think it's the 5th of October but you know are, are you certain that Celtic need to get the bodies in the door but before a week on I Sunday I've been seeing the last couple of seasons it's one in progress Celtic can't, can't have the ground running there this season we need a couple of guys coming in here it's going to have the ground running I mean they say we can't have work in progress this is, this is 10 in a row that's the Holy Grail that's over it was 9 we've got 9 now it's 10 as I say if we don't get 10 Peter will be a job that's, that's a thing to put about a job if he doesn't get 10 in a row a season. As I say, it's, uh, they will get signings. But as I say, it's the same old story with Celtic. Since I've been 10, they're going to go for a guy and he goes on and on and on and on and on. They just can't go tonight and go, Larry, we're going to get that guy. We'll get his agent and we'll get him signed up and see how much he wants. They always seem to leave it. I don't know if it's, it's, it's always Celtic. As I say, they just can't go and we're, we're going to sign this guy. Maybe tomorrow I'll get, get him in and that's it. And it just keeps going on and on and on. You get sick of it. So you do. Well, thank you to John in Greenock. 01419511025. You could be next up after the travel with Aaron. 01419511025. This is Scottish Football's League Leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Guidi here with me, Andrew McLean, on the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The big news at the moment is the fact that Rangers and Motherwell were meant to be playing in a friendly match at the moment. It was scheduled for a six o'clock kickoff. However, both teams tweeted shortly before that to say that they were still waiting on COVID-19 test results before the game could go ahead. It was delayed until an eight o'clock kickoff. Since then, Motherwell have tweeted to say that their test results have come back. They're all negative. They're on their way to Ibrox. We're still waiting on confirmation from Rangers to see if that game is definitely going to go ahead at eight o'clock. But uh, we'll wait and see. We'll keep you updated in the final few minutes of the show in case uh, any news comes in on that. We had um, John on the phone before there. He was talking about Celtic and and transfers, the the goalkeeper as well. Another area that... um, it's been you know, talked about is, is the striker position for Celtic we know that Lee Griffiths at the moment isn't fit enough to mm-hmm. feature alongside uh, the rest of his Celtic teammates he's been away training there's also been rumours that Celtic are looking at a man Albion Ajeti from West Ham a, a young mm-hmm. I think 23 year old Swiss striker who's scored quite a few goals in the Swiss league hasn't quite managed to make an impact at, at West Ham does that look to you as if it's potentially a, a contingency plan if, if Lee Griffiths isn't the man to to play for Celtic this season? Yeah, I mean, it, it depends how long they want to give Lee Griffiths to get himself uh, physically um, ready. And, and, you know, obviously the, the way Neil Lennon's spoken about it and, and some of the players in the in the camp that appears to be, he, he's a good bit off it, um, which would be really, really disappointing considering, you know, the impact that he made in the second half of last season and, and look back to himself. But, you know, for any, any player to come back in the condition that he has allegedly come back in, then, you know, it's totally... 
totally unacceptable. You know, it's disrespectful um, to the staff. It's disrespectful to to your teammates, to the supporters, to the football club in general. So only only Lee Griffiths can go and um, sort that out because we'll be getting all the help that, that's required to get him up to standard, and it's up to him if he really wants to uh, to push himself. So it'll be it's probably developed into a headache that Neil Lennon didn't want and certainly didn't expect in terms of having to go out and find another striker because. I think Celtic had done well in terms of getting Klimala in six months ahead of the, the curve, if you like. That's why I've always said January is an important window. Get somebody in, assess him, gets to know the club, gets to know the demands, the way the team plays, his teammates, etc. So Kamala, you would expect would be getting up to speed, looking the part, and you think, right, well, he's maybe in a position to go and challenge uh, Griffiths or bring something different to the team if they're looking for a partner for Edward. And all of a sudden, you know, Griffiths isn't um, available. So I'd imagine that's probably left Celtic looking at Another striker Just to be absolutely uh, on, the, on the safe side But maybe It depends how long They want to give Lee Griffiths To, to show That he can come back uh, But maybe Maybe he won't be able to Maybe the decision's already been made As in um, We can't We can't trust them So therefore we need to go And look at somebody And get them in the door As quickly as possible 01419511025 Is the number you need Patrick is a Celtic fan Up next in Newton Merns Patrick Hi uh, uh, Good evening Um uh, just uh, on the back of your last caller uh, there, who was who was sounding a little panic merchant, you know. Um, I, I don't understand uh, why uh, fans go through this kind of confusion uh, every season, every close season. I mean, the market that we're the marketplace that we're in in Scotland. Uh, I mean, the, the loan players, uh, the deals that are done are more or less. Uh, done in terms of the quality players, they're more or less done towards the the, the end of the close season, right up until the last minute, because all these agents uh, and all these players, they're all sitting there and they're all waiting. They're all waiting to see what offers will come in, and uh, you know, I mean, in terms of who's going to blink first, you know, Celtic blink first in terms of going for another keeper, maybe, but I mean, I think some faith. Should be put with uh, Peter Lowell in the in the business model that the that, that Celtic have followed uh, for, for for the last not just the last nine years. Uh, you know, you, you could go further back uh, than that, a lot further back. So you know, I just uh, that that's my point is have a bit of faith uh, in in you know in the business model that Celtic have. And, you know, if everyone says, oh, this year is more important uh, because we're going for 10, uh, that we should break the bank, uh, that, that we should do, you know, stick our neck out further, I disagree. I, I think play the game and keep it and keep the business model consistent. I think, yeah, That's my point. on your, your point, Patrick, that the Celtic business model, you know, has been... You know, by and large, has been very successful in terms of the way they've recruited. You know, then getting into the Champions League, and you know, it used to be Celtic turned you know million pound and two million pound players into eight, ten, twelve million pound players. Well, now, you know, getting whatever it was twenty million for Dembele and, and twenty five million for for uh, for for Tierney. So they've they've, they've upped the they've upped the stakes in that respect, and and they've got to be applauded and congratulated for that. Not just in terms of the business model, but in terms of the coaching model as well. You know, from from um, the the recruitment part. Department to Brendan Rogers and then on to uh, to Neil Lennon for the way that's worked. So yeah, you're right. It has been very successful, and Celtic can only be congratulated for that. But there is also the here and now, 
And yeah, there's there's plenty of time, as I said, there's 10 days before the season starts uh, for Rio. And even if Celtic didn't have a goalkeeper in by then, you would still imagine that they should be able to take care of Hamilton Ackies with the greatest of respect to them. But still, there is a requirement to go and get uh, a goalkeeper in. You want to, you know, for Neil Lennon, um, you want to go and get a goalkeeper in. Uh, your number one goalkeeper, whoever that may be, go and get him in as quickly as possible. Patrick was making the point about how a lot of signings happen right at the end of the transfer window, but a strange quirk of the, the shutdown and some leagues you know, finishing and some leagues not is the fact that all the transfer windows have been synchronised. It's now the yeah. 5th of October. You don't think that you know cl- clubs won't be able to gamble as much and, and wait till the end of the transfer window because that's two months into the season. Yeah, no. I mean, not, so normally the, the transfer window, Andrew, would, would close with, with maybe three or four league games played. But now you're looking at the transfer closing with with maybe nine um, league games we played, so there is a difference that, that, that you're moving it. So look, and, but regardless of when the transfer window closes, you just want to get your business done as quickly as possible. And, and going back to the the point is, I think that there's there's a necessity for Celtic to go and um, get a goalkeeper in, and the sooner that happens the better because it brings stability sends out the message to the rest of the team allows him to build up a relationship with his, his back four or back three whatever it's it's going to be and let's just say that the guy that they think's a number one that they get in let's just say for whatever reason he's not quite up to it you know he, you know, he can't handle that pressure playing in front of 60,000 fans particularly in this season of all seasons then you'd maybe want to give your time a bit say well actually this guy's not what we thought we need to actually go and get somebody else you don't want to take that gamble either, you know. Do you want to come back in, Patrick? Yeah, well, I think a little bit more faith should be shown in the, the Scott Bain. Um, so you'd be happy with him as your number one for the for the season, Patrick? Not necessarily for the season, but but, but I think you know. Well, for He's a he's a professional. He's a prefer- I think you should be showing him a little bit more respect. Well, I, 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 I have nothing but respect for, for Scott just, Bain. You just, Excuse me, you just came out and said Celtic do not have a goalkeeper. No, you, I said they, you need, said, a, they need a proper number one. Okay, you said we don't have a goalkeeper. No, that's, well, that's what you just came out with. I would say that Celtic need a proper number one, Patrick. No, but don't say I've not shown him respect because when he signed for Celtic, I have not. You did not show him respect. I have showed him respect. In what way have I been disrespectful? No, I've not. In what way have I been disrespectful? No, you haven't. In what way have no, I been disrespectful to Scott Bain, Patrick? You said we don't have a goalkeeper. I've not said that. You, you, repeat, you repeated that about six times. Well, Neil Lennon, your manager has said he needs a goalkeeper in. Your manager's right. even said uh, look, that. Is, look, that. is Neil look, Lennon being disrespectful look, to Scott Bain? I'm asking you a question, if, Patrick. Is Neil Lennon being disrespectful to Scott Bain? What I'm saying is we do no, have a I'm asking you a question. Has Neil Lennon been disrespectful? Because I've only repeated what Neil Lennon said. The point that I was making when I came on was... There's going to be a lot of business done between now and the close of the window. But, you know, if Celtic, ha- if Celtic have to show the confidence in having Scott Bain initially, then that's great. We, we, we can go with that because we have to live within the financial climate that we're in at the moment. You, you can't go out and, and just, uh, you know, spend £90,000 well, no, no, uh, nobody said that. that that's uh, that's on, ridiculous on money to pay. On, nobody said that, Patrick. But, but, nobody suggested but, but, that in this it's program. So you're making something up there to try and back up your argument, which is ridiculous. It's a case of brinkmanship. Nobody said that. It's a case of brinkmanship. Nobody said that, Patrick. You're just making up as you go along now to back up your argument, which is unfortunate. It's a case of brinkmanship towards the end 
of the transfer window and deals were done and Celtic have proved Sorry Patrick we're going to have to wrap that one up there the show is just about to finish we are just out of time but thank you very much make sure you call in again sometime soon that was Patrick and Newton Mearns thank you for all your calls tonight we will hopefully bring you the reaction tomorrow night if that game between Motherwell and Rangers goes ahead tomorrow night thank you to Mark Guidi I'll be in the studio with Roger Hanna Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Your comeback is on Talktothompsons.com